podcast I do. Men and scarves. <laughs> Not my favorite. Bonus episode. Okay, yeah, that was that was a roundabout. Rise and shine. I also think it's funny. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Ecclesia After Hours podcast, where we talk about all the things relevant to young adults navigating what it means to follow Jesus. Each week, we'll have a candid conversation and offer some practical takeaways on the subjects you bump up against every day. We like to talk about the hard stuff, and we have a whole lot of fun while we're at it. Our heart for this podcast is that it helps you pursue Jesus in all that you do. So let's get into this episode of the Ecclesia After Hours Podcast. Hey friends, welcome to the Ecclesia After Hours Podcast. I'm your host, Kenna, and Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes! Ho, 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 everybody. (laughs) Hello. I'm waiting all day to say that. Um, I'm waiting. Today, we're going to switch it up. When everyone introduces themselves, I want you to answer the controversial question of when is it okay to play Christmas music? All right. I like that. Molly, you go first. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. I'm Molly. Um, I think that you can listen to Christmas music whenever you want to. I will not shame. So if it's November 1st and you're ready, like, go for it. I don't really care. I personally like to start listening to Christmas music, like, I would say two-thirds of the way through November. Hmm. Personally. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I very much disagree. There is say a, your, there say is, your name. Say your name. <laughs> my name is Josh, and I disagree. He has an agenda. There, yeah. <laughs> there is, for sure, a right time to listen to Christmas music, and it's after Thanksgiving. All these okay. people who lift, listen to, think, to Christmas music after Halloween... Something, some you like need to check yourself a little bit. Why though? Because you gotta let the turkey have its day. You can't like <laughs> come in and just skip Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, we Here's, need Thanksgiving. It's not Christmas time yet. Yeah, and totally, if you start listening now, it's just by the time Christmas comes, it's like uh, all the. I just don't want to listen to Christmas music anymore. Well, you don't have to. Yeah, but when everyone else is playing it around you, then it encroaches upon the season. Like, let the season live for when the season exists. Okay. Don't bring it before it's here. Okay. All right. Um, I, my, I'm Garrett. Here's <laughs> what I think. I think that when you get your tree up in your house, oh. when you put up your tree in your house, that's when you can start listening to Christmas music. So if you want it then, Molly, that means you just have a Christmas tree in your house I actually, at November 15th. Um, I said two-thirds, which is okay. like the 20th. Okay. Well, yeah, it's almost after yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, actually, technically. And, yeah. uh, November 23rd is our day for getting our Christmas tree, which is before Thanksgiving. So, Well, I would say... You should say, we got our Christmas tree on November 23rd. <laughs> well, we got our Christmas tree November 23rd, so that's before Thanksgiving, two-thirds of the way through. Well, th- I guess then you can listen <laughs> to all the Mariah Carey you want. Thank you. <laughs> can I ask, did you guys have a real tree or a fake Christmas real. tree? Real. Definitely real. I didn't ha- I've never had a real Christmas <gasps> tree. Josh, what? Only is, had fake trees. You my are whole digging life. yourself a hole. You need to get right yourself now, to Home Depot I right want now a and get tree. a real Christmas tree. I this is right Depot, now. And there are people it. in yeah, our podcast kidding, listenership what... that are creating stories in your head. Like that's why he hates Christmas. Yeah, you're probably right. Oh, you, but I just undercut your I own love point. Christmas. You should have kept that secret deep down. I plan on doing a real Christmas tree for my household for the rest of my life. But 
Because I feel like I missed Josh. out on like going to get your tree and going to decorate it. My family just like got it out from the attic or the garage and like <laughs> yeah. put it up. And it was like, that's lame. Like okay, for us, we just went to Home Depot. So it wasn't really that exciting. Although really? I, I love oh, California. California. I oh, loved going to Home Depot though. It was like so much fun. <laughs> so now we go to Home Depot every time you're like, Christmas is coming. Well, yeah, they... They, like, make a Christmas tree farm in the parking lot, essentially. Uh, like, the whole parking lot is full of Christmas trees, uh-huh. and everyone goes to Home Depot to get their tree. So then when I moved up here, and we had our first, like, apartment with the room for a tree, I was like, all right, we ready to go to Home Depot? And everyone was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Loser. Californians. <laughs> well, today, well, also, I'm Kenna, and I think... It's okay to listen to Christmas music whenever the heck you want. But I will say our these topics go together for me because our tradition growing up was the first Christmas song had to be off of the NSYNC Christmas album on the way to go cut down our Christmas oh, tree. Oh, okay. That was the best. That's amazing. Um, so today we're going to kick off a little mini Christmas series where we're going to tackle some holiday topics and um, just share our thoughts on how to keep the reason for the season at the forefront of your minds. <laughs> Amen. Amen. What a phrase. <laughs> phrase. <laughs> um, and we're going to talk specifically about um, what does it mean to worship during Christmas and during Advent leading up to, to Christmas. Um, so first, let's just define what we mean by worship. Yeah, I, I mean, there are... We, we had done a series at Christ the King Bellingham that was all about the different words for worship. So, I mean, if you can go listen to that at some point. But what I think the way that we'll probably use it here is to elevate that which is worthy of elevation. So to either cast your eyes on or draw attention to or make the focus of your attention um, something other than, like, or I, could, I mean, I guess this is part of the point. Taking something mundane and elevating it mm. to something like above its station or above what it was, what it looks like, uh, means to worship it. So, yeah, that's. I think that's probably the best. The best. That's definitely the best. <laughs> that's the best. You guys, that was the best. <laughs> definition Congratulations, I've never heard Garrett. something better. Yeah, you. You're welcome. Podcast. Best cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. You did it. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think that that's a helpful definition for us to walk through now. Yeah, totally. I like that word um, to elevate. Yes. Totally. Hmm. Um, so I actually want to go around and talk a little bit about what each of us just personally tend to elevate above Jesus during Christmas time. I think hmm. everyone has a tendency. A lot of it times it comes just from our traditions or our family dynamics or um, whatever it is, but we all kind of have that tendency. So I want to hear from each of you what that is for you right. and um, what it what you think it would look like to sort of put Jesus in his rightful place this year, this Christmas, in that elevated place of worship mm-hmm. above anything else. Yeah, that's a good question. I think, I mean, multiple things. I think the primary thing that I tend to elevate above Jesus during the Christmas time is, uh, is just, I guess the Christmas season itself, like this, like the atmosphere of what Christmas brings. And there's a little bit of like, 
I just I love the feel of Christmas. So in my mind, it's like it's more about like the snowflakes and the reindeer and Santa and all like the typical Christmas things. Like, uh, guys, I loved Santa growing up. I I watched the Norad Santa tracker when I was a kid. I was one. I was devastated. I didn't find out Santa wasn't oh, no, real until fifth grade. Oh, Spoiler alert! Like, sorry, y'all. I, mean, <laughs> I was very old. My told me before I d- chose to believe it. Yep. Uh, but. I think I just elevate um, the cultural sense of what Christmas is above Jesus all the, all the time. Um, but then I would also say that I elevate uh, either gift giving or receiving or just like things that I want uh, that it becomes much more about that. Um, and then the last thing I'd say is probably... Uh, uh, I guess family in some ways becomes the primary motive of Christmas because it's the time where we all get together, uh, which is awesome. That's a, I think that's a great thing to w- desire and want. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of worshiping that, I probably can do that in my own heart as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think pretty similar. I would say I'd elevate um, experiences over Jesus, mm-hmm. like experiences with friends, roommates, family. Um, we have a lot of, a lot of family time over the holidays. And so we have different traditions and those are always the things I look forward to, which I don't think is wrong. And no, I know we're not saying that the things that we celebrate on Christmas are wrong, but that definitely can be, um, the center thing that I worship in the Christmas season is experiences and what those bring as opposed to worshiping Jesus. Yeah. I think for me during Christmas, it's hard. I have a very love-hate relationship with Christmas. I mean, working in like professional Christianity like I do, Christmas is actually like one of the busiest seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, working in, in young adult ministry like we all do, it, it's less busy for us, right, for at least our, our direct work. But then like we have to be at church and we have all these multiple services and we have to... Like we, so like, like to, so I, I, I have this tension around Christmas also like being kind of the more kind of iconoclastic version of me that I am. Like, I just want to blow up all of the images around what Christmas is. Like (laughs) Christmas most likely didn't happen in December. It happened most likely in the spring, late spring, early summer, because that's when shepherds can be on the hills. It gets actually really cold in the desert in, in Israel, even like in December. So like all of it, it just, it feels so forced for me. So like, I think that if I was going to answer the question, honestly, the thing that I elevate the most during Christmas time is becoming iconoclastic, like Mm. taking everyone's like vision of what Christmas is. Yeah. Ripping it down. Yeah. I mean, but not like in a Scrooge, like it's not like that because like I want to, I want people to really engage with, like the beauty and the mystery of Advent, but like also the kind of cultural like window hangings around it. I just want to blow it all up. So like, right, I think that that's, I, I, I get this really kind of aggressive posture during Christmas. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I, that would be what I would, I would say if I mean, um, so that, that, that would be the primary thing I think that I, 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 I find happening in my heart is like my own superiority, my own understanding of this 
very popular holiday. Like I'll, I'll elevate that and try to force that out into the world. That actually just might be true in general about most things, but you know, especially <laughs> during this. Right now we're talking about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> right now in Christmas in particular. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think for me, it's probably, well, kind of similar to what you said, Josh, but sort of like I would use the word nostalgia. Mm, I yeah. tend to elevate above anything else kind of I'm kind of obsessed in general with this idea of like not missing it like not missing the moment and realizing that like this could be a memory and all of these things and like there's so many opportunities for that around Christmas I think that I'm like okay like this is so special to get to spend time with grandparents or like I remember when my younger sister I was like this is probably the last year that she's going to believe in Santa and like get, getting really caught up in making sure everyone else's experience is meaningful and tradition is meaningful and kept perfect. And also like trying to really be in it myself to the point where a lot of times I don't always even have fun um, or recognize like Jesus in it at all because I'm like, okay, like, you know, for going and getting the tree, like one year our um, NSYNC CD was scratched and it like messed up the whole experience for me. Like we couldn't listen. We couldn't listen to the, song you know and it was like really rough for me I need my Lance Bass I do apparently to celebrate Christmas that's incredible more Joey I hope if you have kids that you make them listen to that when you get your tree 100% I will yeah there's there's no doubt Uh, my sisters will too we've talked about it (laughs) that's where we're at um but Yeah, and I think probably what each of us express is probably pretty common for a lot of people, I would imagine. A lot of people could relate to any of those things. So what would be your guys' encouragement to people that do kind of struggle with elevating any of these things, family or traditions or whatever it is Mm -hmm. above Jesus? What would be your encouragement to them to not do that this season? To our listeners and even to myself in this season, as I think through some of the things that I personally am elevating, is to know that the things we're celebrating this season, the experiences, the nostalgia, the traditions, the joy, don't live like they're not mutually exclusive to worshiping Jesus that we can worship Jesus in and through all of those joyful experiences Um, one of the things I think about is around the family time that we have the, in the holidays is a lot of my cousins live like all throughout the country. And one of the few times that we're all together is on Christmas Eve. And that is one of the huge ways that I get to celebrate the Lord loving me through my family, um, in memories that we make and experiences we have. And to just not, uh, miss an opportunity to worship Jesus through, the experiences and the joy that I get to have. Um, so that's the biggest encouragement I can think of is to, to worship Jesus in the joyful moments and the memories and the traditions and the experiences not to separate those. Totally. Yeah. I think, I think that's a really good point, Molly. I think my encouragement would also just be like, not to be hard on yourself. Right. Uh, because I think it's super normal to do all the things that we've been talking about. Uh, but, um, I think that what Molly's talking about is a good, idea of what worship actually is because I think sometimes when we think of like how do we make Jesus the reason for the season and the center of it all like right. like it comes off as like well you shouldn't 
do fun things. Like you shouldn't, right. like it comes off as like, totally. just read the yeah. Bible, just yeah. pray. Like, <laughs> read the Christmas like, story over and over and over things, again. Even you're... though it's only in two gospels, yeah. read those two accounts 57 <laughs> times a day. It's like, it, it almost comes across as like, if you're doing anything else, then you're not putting Jesus first. Uh, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, but I think what Molly's talking about is really true in that like, you can worship Jesus in the midst of everything that you're already doing. It doesn't mean that you need to not buy a gift. It doesn't mean that you need to not celebrate Christmas things. It doesn't mean um, you don't watch Rudolph or whatever it is. Like that in that, like it's a posture of being thankful and actually just um, prioritizing the Lord and all of that. But but I would with that though, I would I would also say like um, an encouragement to myself as well is to actually yes reflect on what. Jesus' birth means, like, in your own life. Actually take time to do that. I think that, that uh, I know that that's, like, probably the common Christian thing to say, but uh, but I actually think it is important to not just go through the season and just kind of miss it, but, like, to actually purposely reflect on what the birth of Jesus meant, what it means now, how it impacts our lives presently, like, and then how to worship him in that and for that. Uh, uh because then you can actually praise him for all that is around you, recognizing that part of why you can do that is is, is because of him too. So, um, yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah, I, for me, it's been making... My mom did this really incredible thing where she made it about the entire season of Advent. And then the season after Advent is actually called Epiphany. So it's the time, it's essentially the moment where essentially everyone was realizing what just happened, hence the word epiphany. And it ends um, um, a few days after, 12 days actually, after uh, Christmas, hence the 12 days of Christmas, when the Magi, that's when the church celebrates all the wise men coming to give Jesus gifts. My mom did it, I think, for herself because then she could like go buy all the toys after Christmas on sale and then give it to us during a yes. party. But like, <laughs> so, yeah. So, but like we, I mean, I grew up in a Catholic tradition. So like the, the season of Advent, which starts December 1st and goes up until Christmas. And then the, the season of Epiph- Epiphany 12 days after leveraging the whole time, not just making it about December 25th to the degree yeah. that you can. And I think that as you put that practice into place, that it's this whole season of, mm. of engaging with this profound mystery, mm. profound mystery that God became flesh. Mm. Like this is the moment that like, there's this really significant theological idea mm-hmm. that this is the season where we, understand what that means or at least wrestle with it in, in, in the ways that we can that that an infinite God who created all things with nothing but speaking mm-hmm. came and became a human. Like, yeah. That's crazy. Like yeah. that's yeah. like an author entering his book or a painter entering mm-hmm. their painting. That's so good. You know, yeah. th- it's just a crazy, a crazy idea that Obviously, if you wait till December 25th to start thinking about it, you're going to, like, it's too big of an idea right. to, to wrestle with. So that would be one thing that I'd, I'd encourage is, is don't wait. Yeah. 
to the last second to, and to, to just all of a sudden say, now I'll start thinking about Christmas. After all of my shopping is done, after all the lights are hung, like yep. every moment is an opportunity during this whole season of, of anticipating. That, that's what the, the kind of anticipating the coming of the Christ child. It's that same, it, we get to enter into starting December 1st, like what the entire like Hebrew people had been waiting for and longing for. Um, but also I would, I would say that when it comes, allow it to be surprising hmm. that even like I, I, like, I heard you guys all talk about tradition and I think that that's helpful. Like I love tradition, um, in a lot of different ways. However, when we have our traditions, we actually lose. It's strange that something like Christmas is then all of a sudden surrounded by so many traditions because Christmas was utterly surprising. Hmm. No one expected at all that God would come in the form of a baby. Like it's I, I like it's insane. Like the God that spoke the world into existence has to learn to speak. Yeah. The one that created the human body has to learn how to like use the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Like all of these things. It's just so crazy that God would actually do that. So what, what does it look like that in the midst of your traditions, in the midst of these things that you're doing to allow the surprise of Christmas mm -hmm. and the surprise of Jesus coming, uh, Jesus coming into this world that God came in the form of a human, uh, being utterly surprised by that as for as long as you possibly can. So those would be the things that I would, I would look for, like in addition to like practicing that presence, but also looking for yeah. You should write an Advent Devo and maybe you could use another record as your guiding post. Uh, like, are you perhaps thinking perhaps Jesus, Jesus is King? Is king? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. For those of you guys who, I, uh, probably 2015, I did. Was that, was that 2015? Yeah, it was 2015. We're old. Uh, that's weird. Yeah, in 2015, it I I did a uh, an Advent devotional around. Um, Wasn't it Lent? I it was oh, Lent! It was 20. Now, no, it, wait, no, it was 2016. It was Lent. 2016. <laughs> and now this is perfect because another season. Another season. Advent. Yeah, you have lots well, of I could wisdom around it. I could oh, tell the people what you did. Oh yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I did a Lenten devotional. I did a Lenten devotional all around Chance the Rapper's The Coloring Book. And it was a lot of fun. It was a fun writing project. It was. It was Everyone neat. loved it. We had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Anyway, but I have I have actually had multiple people say, Garrett, when are you going to do an Advent mm -hmm. devotional? And I said, mm -hmm. I probably should at some point. Yeah, around some totally. pop culture things. Which, speaking of that, I when I was thinking about all of this and listening to you all, I was kind of thinking too. Like, my encouragement to people would be to do whatever it takes for you to to put Jesus in his rightful place. And that's probably different than what it looks like for someone else. So like when you were just talking, Garrett, I was thinking, man, like talking about this right now gets me so excited about Christmas, like about what God did by sending Jesus. And I'm such a verbal processor yeah. that I need to talk about it. Like the week leading up to Christmas, I need to just bring it up all the time right. to, to, for me where someone else, like it maybe does look like music and solitude and for someone else, you know, whatever it is. And it's one of those things we say this a lot where you, you can experience a more full, a more full experience 
if you know yourself well. Yes, that's good. And you know what you need to do. Right. Right. I, I th- and I, I really do think is that, like so many, I mean, so many of the podcasts that we talk about just goes rather than allowing the current of the cultural current, the worldly current to just sweep you and you go along with it, taking some time and being intentional about like, what do I want from this season? How do I want to engage with God during this season? And then going after that. And if you want God to be elevated during the season, if you want to worship Jesus, one of the things that we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast was that everyone's, before we all started recording, was that everyone, when they first encountered the, the, the happening of Jesus coming into the world, their first inclination is to worship, worship whether that's Elizabeth or John or Mary. Mm-hmm. Like, all of them just worshipped. So, like, if you really want to worship during this season, there will be every opportunity to not. Right, so. Yeah. Yeah. Or they, worship something worship something else. Too. Right. Or worship something else. Put something yeah. else in its rightful place. Like mm-hmm. your gift like like you like put gift giving, thinking yep. about your gifts yep. for other people. Getting just the right gift. Yeah. Right. Totally. Right. So um so worship oftentimes um w- like worship is oftentimes the thing that you think about the most. Like the thing that you elevate is the thing that you're giving your brain space to. So whatever you're giving tons of your brain space or and probably a lot of times unconsciously that's what you're oftentimes worshiping that's what you're elevating because that's what you're giving your energy to so so i would just say you have every opportunity to not and so it is on you to to to, to take the time and to be intentional about how you want to engage this advent season i mean we're just a couple days into it but you can do it you still can that's so good Yeah, so this week, uh, we'll invite you to do just that, to actually kind of set aside the time to prepare your heart for the holidays in whatever way that will most truly happen for you, and to just be really intentional about reflecting on the reason for the season. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We can't say it without laughing. No, because this is the dumbest (laughs) ride. It's so ridiculous. the dumbest ride. But it's true. <laughs> um, we'd love to chat more on this topic. Um, this is going to be a little two-part series. Um, but you can go ahead and connect with us on Instagram at Ecclesia Beham to let us know your thoughts on this. To let us know when you think it's okay to start listening to Christmas music. And if you have topic requests for the new year for future episodes, we'd love to hear those too. And we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.